I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. Thank you for listening to More Christianity. More Christianity is the book I've written to share the Catholic faith with evangelical Christians. And so we go through the different doctrines of the Catholic faith and explain them to evangelicals in a friendly way, not saying we're right, you're wrong, but affirming everything which is good about their sincere devotion to Jesus Christ, but summoning them to come further up and further in. More Christianity is available to purchase from my website, DwightLongenecker.com. And now let's get started with more Christianity. Welcome to More Christianity. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. This is the program where we explore the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church. It's pretty simple, really. I just have a guest every week, and we talk about the good things God is doing in their life. Maybe they've started an apostolate or a convert to the Catholic faith, perhaps. Maybe they're working for a Catholic company trying to promote some good materials and resources for the advancement of the faith. Maybe they're an author, a musician, an artist, a writer— Maybe just a Catholic who has a great story to tell about what God is doing in their life. Today, my guest is an author, Joe Galloway. Joe's written a book called The Broken Door, and he's here to talk about that book and talk about Christian fiction and spreading the good news through storytelling, and he's here with us on More Christianity. Joe, welcome. Well, thanks for having me, Father. Joe, you are not a professional writer. You work in the financial industry, is that correct? That is correct. As I said, by day, I'm a financial advisor, and if my wife lets me at night, I go home and write. You're a secret scribbler, are you? (laughs) A secret, okay. Yes, and there have been plenty of great writers who've combined a day job with also writing on the side. One of my favorites, Anthony Trollope, who's a Victorian English novelist, wrote dozens of novels by getting up a little bit earlier every morning and writing steadily for an hour or two before he went off to work in the post office. And even when he was a well-known, famous writer, he never gave up his, his work in the right. post office. That's because a lot of discipline. Well, he also said that it kept him grounded and he kept him connected with mm-hmm. real life. Uh, and so that's one of the things which is great about combining two different jobs to be able to try to write and to try to maintain your, your day job as well. So you've written a book called The Broken Door, and the story that you have in, in writing the book in itself is quite unusual. I want to come back to that personal story in just a moment, but What are your thoughts about storytelling in general? I mean, why did you even bother to write this fictional book? Well, the point is, in line with what you've been talking about, that we all have a story. We all have a message, whether we realize it or not. And the opportunity is, in conversation with others, to develop relationships with other people. How do we do that? But by talking with them and and learning each other's story. And, And as we learn about each other and grow closer together, that also works to build the kingdom of God. Amongst us. Okay, so storytelling is a crucial part of evangelization. Absolutely. Sometimes I work doing apologetics, evangelization. Some of my books are about the Catholic faith from a theological point of view. While all these things are important, time and time again, those who work in this field tell us that it's the personal story, it's the personal connection which makes all the difference. Is that something you're trying to do with your book, to tell that faith story, to make that connection with people? Well, so many of us are intimidated by the theology and the academic approach, even as important as that is, of course, we couldn't have a foundation without it. But, but how do you apply that in everyday life? And I think that's where the story comes in. I'm a cursiista, have been to Curcio, and our mantra, if you will, our logo mm-hmm. is make a friend, be a friend, bring that friend to Christ. And how do you do that? Talking and you know, telling stories. By sharing the faith story. I know the faith stories that have changed my life are ones that were real, which were in our family. One particular one 
which I've told many times, is just the story of the death of my grandfather. My mom was 16. It was 1944, I guess Mm. it was, and she was working at the local market, and granddad went with his two sons, my uncles, who were 10 and 12 years old, to walk down to market to meet his wife and, and my mom, his daughter. It was the week before Christmas in Pennsylvania. As they walked across the river bridge, a coal truck came around the corner, and the bridge surface was frozen. The truck slid sideways across the bridge straight for my two uncles. My grandfather jumped up, pushed them to safety, but the truck crushed him. Uh, a few days later, he died in hospital. They, they couldn't do anything for him. Massive internal mm-hmm. injuries. And um, my mom told the story of how he came into consciousness for just a moment, said the Lord's Prayer with my grandmother, wow. and looked up into the upper corner of the room and said, can't you see them? They're so beautiful. <laughs> and died. Well, it's a a moving story of faith and a moving story of self-sacrifice, a moving story of a father's love for his sons and his family, all these things together. And yet, it's the story which communicates all of those things without us having to step back and say, no, you see, here's a lesson about a father's love for his son. Here's a lesson mm-hmm. about faithful self-sacrifice, okay? Well, Instead, we you, just tell the story, right? All right, you, you hear the story, and, and you kind of put yourself in it and right. say, you know, could that be me? And if it was me, how would I react or, or you know, what impact would it have? And that makes it real for, for us personally. And it's the, the magic of storytelling, if you like, that this engages every individual. The beauty of that story about my grandfather, for instance, is that it's universal. Mm-hmm. I could tell that story anywhere in the world. Africa, India, South America, to rich people, to poor people, everybody would understand it because everybody comes from a family. Everybody can understand those basic themes of fathers and sons and mothers and daughters and husbands and wives and faith, and this is what connects with people. And self-sacrifice. Joe, you've written this book called The Broken Door. Can you, without giving the whole thing away, (laughs) give us a little bit of a plot line? What's it about? Well, the, The Broken Door is a story of abuse and redemption. And what happens in it is we we run across a a brash young businessman who's driven to be successful in all the ways that the world defines success. And what we find as we dig into that, we discover that this young man has a uh, secret, dark secret, born of a heinous event that happened to him as a young boy. And what he hopes, more subconsciously, what he hopes is that if he can be successful and hide behind the facade of all the worldly trappings, you know, the fancy house and the expensive car and the boat, you know, all the, all the things that we would recognize as worldly success, then, then he can hide from himself, if you will, and certainly he doesn't have to expose that dark secret to anyone else. And so he's really using his worldly success as a, as a shield or a defense. Is that part of it? Or he's, that, that, it's more than just trying to show off. He, he, there's something right. else going on there. Well, and, and I think it's in the subconscious as much as anything. What he's discovering is that something's lurking, it's gnawing at him, and he's not happy. What's supposed to make him happy is not making him happy. And, uh, and it clouds his relationship with his family. It clouds his relationship with God. And, you know, he, he knows something's amiss. It's not right. And he, he kind of really knows what it is. But he tries to avoid that. He tries to ignore it and not acknowledge it and hide behind the facade of success, if you will. In reading the book, you introduced your main character really well, and I got absorbed (laughs) in his story. And what you also managed to do was to convey the fact that this guy was really successful, but 
there was nice something, <laughs> something was going to happen bad there. I, yeah, I, it, was, it was headed for crisis. And I almost pictured him streaming down the highway on a beautiful summer day in a two-seater convertible with the roof down. Like everything is going real well, but there's going to be a crash. There's going to be a crash. He's going to spin out of control. Something's going to happen. So again, without giving the story away, it does reach a crisis point. And what's part of the resolution in general terms? In general terms, the resolution is he comes face to face with admitting that he is engaging in activities, recurring sin, I call it, but he engaged in sinful activities that he would just as soon avoid, but he can't seem to stop himself. Uh And he knows it's not right, and he doesn't want to do it, and he can't help it, and he can't seem to get past it. And it's shameful. He, he's ashamed of that. You know, and he, he really wants to find a way to overcome it if he can, and he just doesn't know what to do about that. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. Today, my guest is author Joe Galloway, who's written a great short novel, The Broken Door, about a man who's headed down the wrong path and um, makes some true discoveries at a heart level and at a faith level. If you want to connect with my website, it's DwightLongenecker.com. Come over and browse my own books. Join me as a Twitter follower, Facebook friend. Be in touch. There's a contact page there. I'd love to come and speak at your parish event or at your diocesan event, a conference. Be in touch and see if we can talk and make friends through my website, DwightLongenecker.com. Joe, we've been talking earlier about the importance of stories and sharing our faith stories within the need to evangelize. There's a deeper theological connection as well, isn't there, with the whole idea that the Scriptures are not primarily given as a list of rules and regulations or a list of theological truths we have to believe. Instead, from the very beginning with Adam and Eve, right through the Old Testament, it's the story of God's relationship with human beings. It's the story of, well, real faith stories, step by step. And it culminates in this verse, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So, the stories are the way that our faith actually takes flesh. You're working in the financial industry by day with lots of people who are out there in the rough and tumble work world. Does your story, The Broken Door, do you feel it connects with real life and the stories are made flesh in your other world? It certainly does, especially in my world in the investment industry. I mean, there's so much focus on money all of the time. And man, that can be distracting to say the least. Not always the most important facet of life, is it? But of course, it's an important in our economy that you know, people need to save and, and be prudent with their money and good stewards of their financial resources. And my hope is that uh, in the larger scheme of things, we get to the point of admitting that all we are and all we have is a gift from God. And we're to do the best we can with those gifts, including the gift of the ability to make money that he gives to us and um, to use those resources in a way that glorifies God. You know, this is part of the bigger picture of your book as well. Joe Galloway is my guest today. He's the author of a new book called The Broken Door, which is a a novel about uh, a guy called Tommy Kennedy, who's a successful real estate agent in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And um, Tommy's story is excellent, I think, as an American story. As you know, I I lived in England for 25 years. And so after England, I come back to my home country of America. I left when I was about 25. I came back when I was about 50. So those middle years of my life I spent in England away from America. And boy, you know, it was a culture shock to come back to the United States. So many blessings. We love being here. I love being home. Mm -hmm. Uh, We made so many more new friends and, and got established and have so many blessings here. But at the same time, it was a real shock to me, a culture shock 
realizing once again that America's business is business. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> and that Americans are wrapped up in, as you said, the whole rat race of money, 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 getting more. Growth is assumed to be good. More is assumed to be good. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of an unspoken set of values within our culture that is really kind of medieval in as much as in the Middle Ages, they used to believe that if you had money, God was, was blessing you. you. Sure. Yeah. And if you didn't have money, God was cursing you. You did something wrong. There's something wrong with your life. And I find this time and again that Americans and American Christians, although they wouldn't say that, it's kind of like an unspoken belief system. I don't know whether you would agree with me. No, I, you know, I struggle with, uh, what is it called? The prosperity gospel? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and it's like, you know, really, is that the most important thing in life? Well, that's where it becomes explicit, where right. Christian preachers are actually saying that, yeah. you know, God wants to bless you, which means give you more money. And he will bless you, by the way, if you give some of that to me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and so this is something we have to struggle with all the time. And, and your character, Tommy Kennedy, is thrown into that matrix. He's thrown into that mix. Right. He's, bought, he's bought into it, no, no question. He's bought into it big time. Right. And your book successfully helps us to challenge that. You see, as a pastor and a preacher, if I challenge it straight up, people kind of switch off. How do you think your book is actually trying to grapple with some of those issues quite apart from Tommy's own personal crisis. Well, what, what happens in the story is Tommy has a confrontation, if you will, an encounter, a mysterious encounter that happens up in the mountains of North Georgia. Mm-hmm. And the encounter causes him to come face to face with the reality of, of life, you mm-hmm. know, the, the important issues, and calls him on the carpet and says, you know, you're doing this, that, and the other thing. You know, how's that working out for you? And he has to admit that, well, there's some things that really aren't as good as they should be with his relationships with his wife and his children and whatnot. And, you know, maybe striving all the time and all the stress involved in trying to acquire and, you know, more stuff. You know, what, what is the real purpose behind that? And then it whittles down and digs down into the truth of what's driving him. And, and like I've said earlier, it's, you know, it's, he's had this event in his life, these memories that, that cause him to engage in shameful activities and what it helps him to do is to confront that and admit that he's broken. And aren't we all broken to some degree? You know, don't we all have something that lurks within us if it's a greed or if it's shameful thoughts or lustful thoughts or, or whatever it might be? It may not be anything big, by the way. One of the things that we have to be careful of is when I say that um, we're all broken to some degree, the risk is that you'll look at your life and say, well, you know, wait a minute, I haven't killed anybody. You know, I haven't done any of the big things out of the uh, Ten Commandments, and I'm really a pretty good guy, and I'm okay. Whatever it is that gnaws at you, that causes you to have thoughts or do something that you know is not really the right way to live, and and you want to be better than that. And so how do you confront that and get past it and be better so that then you can engage in stories and build relationships that bring people closer to Christ? I think one of the difficulties there you've you've just mentioned is the— awareness that within this world of success, we sometimes assume that financial success, material success, makes us into morally good people. Ah. In other words, I have to be a good guy because my bank account is healthy. I've got a good doctor who's maintained my health really well. People respect me because I'm wealthy. Therefore, I must be okay. Must be okay. When in fact... I don't want to give the other impression that if you have a lot of money, you're, you're necessarily right. a bad person. Got to be careful That's about that. That's not true either. Right. Okay. But 
we have to steer clear of the trap that uh, just because we're successful, we're also good. Not necessarily so. Our moral development, our spiritual development is quite separate from our bank account. Your character, Tommy Kennedy, also is a Catholic. Uh, He's engaged with his church, with the pastor, with his kids' faith, with certain fundraisers that are going on and charity fundraisers. And I was also intrigued by that part of your book where he was actually engaged with those things, but We'll say reluctantly so. Yeah, exactly. It, it was <laughs> right. like, oh, no, I here comes Father. He's going to ask me for some money for this local school, or right. my wife's going to twist my arm to go to that gala fundraiser, and do I really have to go? This also is reflecting something I find within American society, that we have all this wealth and all this stuff, but so few of us are truly generous and truly giving with that joyful, generous spirit that I think is part of the gospel. In the story— as I mentioned, he reluctantly goes along with some of the things he knows are the right things to do and mm-hmm. support, but he's engaged with some of the outward activities with the fundraising event that's going to go on at the school that his kids go to, but he's not very good about going to Mass anymore. You know, mm-hmm. He's kind of angry at the church, frankly. It was born of that event that happened to him, and, and he's really struggling with the uh, institution of the church, but yet he's got some relationships. Thankfully, he's maintained a relationship from his high school days that essentially saves him to bring him back around and draw closer to Christ. Joe Galloway is my guest today. He's a businessman. He's working in the financial industry, but he's also an author. He's written The Broken Door. Joe, I would love to see this book get into the hands of a lot of our men's groups, a lot of the Curcio groups. Correct. I would like to see this book get into the hands of a lot of our businessmen and, and the guys who are out there, maybe a bit like your character, Tommy Kennedy, who are struggling with these same themes we've been talking about. Um, The balance between faith and work, the balance between uh, wealth and poverty, the balance between one's past and one's future, one's destiny and God and reconciliation. All of this is is fantastic stuff that your book is dealing with. Tell us how our listeners can get hold of uh, your book, The Broken Door. Well, thank you for asking. There's two ways. You can buy a print book, paperback, from Amazon.com. And an ebook version can be found on smashwords.com. Okay, so you can go to Amazon.com and look for The Broken Door by Joseph B. Galloway. That's correct. Uh, and purchase it there, and it'll be in your doorstep pretty quickly. Within a few is days. there an ebook available? There is an ebook on smashwords.com. You can uh, buy the ebook that would work on your Nook or your Kindle or iPhone or however you read an ebook. Right, so I would recommend it for. Men's groups, perhaps in parishes that are reading a book together, sharing a book together, maybe reading a book like that for retreat. You know, reading a good Catholic book doesn't mean that you have to suddenly go and invest in 25 volumes of St. Thomas Aquinas's <laughs> in Latin, right. <laughs> if you like, or even to read Chesterton or, God forbid, Father Longenecker's latest. <laughs> you don't have to read a theological book or a spiritual book per se. Joseph Galloway's The Broken Door is a, a riveting read and a gripping story. Now, there's another story, Joe, that goes along with this, and this is where the book comes from, because we were talking a little bit before the show about Mm -hmm. fiction and and how to write fiction successfully. Where do you get your storyline? Where do you get the idea? How does it all come together? Tell our listeners a little bit the story that you told me earlier about how this story, The Broken Door, sort of, well, came right down from heaven to you, or so it seemed. Truly, it did. Uh, A friend of mine, Brian Pusateri, has a, a ministry called, in fact, the Broken Door Ministry. It's a weekly blog. And uh, one of his posts uh, a few years ago was, in fact, the Broken Door. And he asked me to help edit that post, and I did. And he made an offhand remark about, you know, Joe, I think there's a book in there somewhere. 
And I just ignored that. I didn't want to have to go through the uh, discipline and, and the process of having to write a book. And, uh, and that was in the spring of 2012. And I'll never forget the day in October when I'm driving from Greenville, South Carolina to New Orleans uh, because my father-in-law had passed away and we were driving to meet up with the family for the funeral. My wife was already down there. My college-age daughter is in the car with me. And I got to Montgomery and the Holy Spirit just pinged me all at one time. The whole storyline for the broken door came flooding into me. I had to pull over on the shoulder of Interstate 65 wake up my daughter, say, you have to drive. And she did. And I wrote the synopsis, uh, you know, about a 10 page synopsis of the story from Montgomery through Mobile. And uh, the rest is history, as they say. And you've persevered and and, uh, produced a great book, really very readable and very challenging for men and women in our day. Again, you can Buy the broken door by going to Amazon.com and where else did you and say? Smashwords.com. For Smashwords. The you can get it on, as an ebook, read on your Kindle or your tablet or one of your other devices and take it with you and share it with others. I would really be encouraged to hear of uh, any of our listeners who've been able to appreciate your book and, and share it with others. You know, one of the ways to actually do this would be to read in a small group, maybe right. a, a men's group or a Curcio group, and talk it up a little bit and, and try to promote it because. You've done well. Have you got another idea for the next one? Well, my buddy Brian is telling me there's a sequel in there somewhere. <laughs> okay. You know, we'll worry about that. Uh, but no, at the moment, no other, I've no more inspiration for the next book. Okay. Now, I want to go back for just a moment and talk a little bit more about stories themselves and how people can share their own faith story. Now, you have your own faith story. You're committed to your local church, your family, your faith. You're very involved in broadcasting and very involved in evangelization. Not everybody can sit down and write a book like you have. They might think they can, but I I know and you know that it's not necessarily just that easy. A lot of work. In fact, you hesitated because you were saying, oh boy, I don't know if I can do this or want to do this. (laughs) What are some other ways that people can share their faith stories, do you think, and help to evangelize through faith stories without necessarily writing a book about it? That's so important to do. And part of the message of the book, frankly, is... To find a group of friends, close friends who know you and are going to love you despite your faults and come together periodically to share your, your life story with them. Let me say, you know, if you can find a group that you can be confident and comfortable in that they're not going to make fun of you, they're not going to share your information publicly, that it's all very confidential. If you can come together in a small group environment like that, then that facilitates, it opens the door for that very sharing of your life story. And and in fact, I'm lucky enough to have a small group of men that I meet with weekly. And when we come together and we talk about what's going on in our lives and what we're trying to do to live out our faith and be better disciples, it just does wonders for every day trying to make me a better Catholic Christian man. I would uh, vouch for that and, and support you in that completely. I know that one of the biggest problems I have as a pastor is trying to help men in my flock who have, well, to tell you the truth, they've bought into the same thing that your character Tommy Kennedy has bought into, and that is that not only do they have to be a worldly success, which means make a lot of money, but it also means they have to be pretty tough. They have to be invulnerable. Everything has to be okay. So they find it very difficult to come and open up a little bit very difficult even to come to confession and talk to the priest. Very difficult to come to a group of other fellows and share some of their weaknesses. And I see what happens. 
underneath it all, they're hurting. Underneath it all, they're questioning. Underneath it all, they're feeling insecure and they're feeling pretty bad. Sometimes they're turning to drink. Sometimes they're turning to other addictions. Sometimes they're turning to behaviors that are going to break up their marriage and break up everything they've worked for. And you can see them sometimes on a quiet path of desperation, a quiet path of destruction. And I, I want to say, give them a hug and say, hey, brother, you don't have to live this way. Well, and if you will, let me say, they're broken. Yeah. That, that's what I mean. We're all broken to some degree like that. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It's just the little things that can gnaw at you right. and hinder our relationships with each other and with God. There's that line in that old Leonard Cohen song, isn't there, about something about we all have cracks, that's how the light gets in. <laughs> and there's it's through the brokenness and through the repentance that, that God actually gets his toe in the door and begins to sort of put things right. Well, and, and it is in that brokenness that we feel we feel unworthy. And therefore, we're not good enough, and you know we're just going to be quiet and unto ourselves and, and live our lives of quiet desperation, huh? Mm-hmm. And that's not how it's supposed to be. You know, as we've been talking, we're all called to evangelize, and, and we need to be willing and able to evangelize despite our brokenness, and maybe even because of our brokenness. Paul talks about the thorn in his side, and even so, they brought people to God, and that's what we're to do. That's what we're all called to do. And this is the story, time and again, of God's redemption at work in the world. Not coming in and congratulating everyone for their worldly success, but picking them up in their brokenness, in their woundedness, in their vulnerability, in their difficulty, in their sinfulness, and right. making something out of that. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. You're listening to More Christianity. Today, my guest has been Joe Galloway. He's a businessman, a financial advisor, and also an author. He's written The Broken Door. A story that is spiritual without being pious. It's down to earth without being vulgar and crass. It's an ordinary story of an ordinary guy who's going through a crisis and finds some of the answers as a result. I enjoyed reading it. Joe, thanks for writing The Broken Door. Remind us again where people can get the story and how they can share it. You can buy the paper-based book at Amazon.com, an ebook version on Smashwords.com. That's The Broken Door. And today my guest has been the author, Joe Galloway. Thanks, Joe, for joining us Thank on you, More Father. Christianity. It's been my pleasure. I want to take a moment and remind our listeners about my blog, Standing on My Head. It's called Standing on My Head in reference to a quote by G.K. Chesterton that a scene is very often more clearly seen when it is seen upside down. And so I write about current events and try to stand them on their head so that we have a gospel perspective. So go to my blog, Standing on My Head, and read it every day, bookmark it, and come and visit me there. I want to draw your attention to my latest book, The Romance of Religion. The Romance of Religion is published by Thomas Nelson, and it's available at all good booksellers, also through Amazon and through my website, DwightLongenecker.com. 